Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are back with the penultimate episode in the Star Wars saga, which is Solo, a Star Wars story. Came out in 2018. This is IMDb a 6.9, Metascore of 62, Rotten Tomatoes of 70% tomato meter, 64% audience. It had a budget of $275 million. Jeez. Domestically, $213,767,512. Worldwide, $392,924,807. So not much over budget. Yeah, it lost money for sure. They were trying to make a billion. It was yeah, the- well, if you, yeah, if you combine the two, it's not even... I mean, with all the... You know, with the advertising and stuff, it, they didn't even, they lost money. There's no, not a question. Sure. Yeah. It was directed by Ron Howard, written by Jonathan and Lawrence Kasdan, based on characters by George Lucas. All right. So I was able to get my hands on the Kirkland London Dry Gin. It's 88 okay. proof. And we're drinking it with Diet uh, Canadian Dry Tonic water. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a diet thing going on. Well, we're on that, you know, low carb, zero keto carb, thing. yeah, keto thing. And that's a lot of sugar in a regular tonic. So it's the first time I drink diet. It's got a weird, you know, little taste to it. But the gin is good. Gin's really good. Good. I mean, so this is Kirkland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 88 proof. Okay. I have not seen it that many times there, and um, it's in the back back corner there, and like shit, I think it was twenty six bucks, and it's very similar to Tangeray. That's what I'd say. Okay, so it's more like Tangeray, not like a Bombay or a Beef Eater, but like a Tangeray. Well, that's, I mean, that's good to know. I mean, you have Hendrix and all the other ones too. So yeah, it's just it got it has that higher end taste of gin than. Let's say like New Amsterdam. I'm not dogging New Amsterdam. I drink New Amsterdam gin, but it, it's just a better. You can tell it's a better quality than that. Okay, that's good. That's good. Good to know. Good to know. Have you ever tried it? Oh, I have not tried the Kirkland band yet. I have the Sam's Club brand here that I need to try that I haven't tried yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not I bad. Just, I just feel like when I open a half gallon of you know booze, it feels. You know, I have to like work on all that at once, and then I wait to that one, and I go on to the next one. It's almost like opening a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just have a bunch of open half gallons. So one day yeah. I want this, the next day I want that, and well, I'm trying to deal with. I mean, I'm dealing with the Baca thing right now, so that I went with the Baca. So all right, so, so you got well, what kind of vodka? Well, last last week I told you I did the Kettle One uh, Botanicals. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to try to stick with that again, but because it was like the grapefruit slash basil one I had going on, and I really, really, really had the biggest craving for a Bloody Mary today, I just decided to do just a plain Bloody Mary myself with vodka, with, which is, once again, I have the Costco brand of the vodka. I have two half gallons here, so I figured you know one was open. Might as well finish off one and leave the other one. But it's, I'm using Zing Zang, but then I doctored it up. You know, you got to have a little thing. And I got a little creative and I did the celery salt around the rim and we put the dill sauce in. I don't know. It just kind of sounded good. I mean, I kind of like opened up the refrigerator. I'm like, well, you got to have a beer back with it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, and at that point in time, I've already have, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's a thick bloody mary but it's a hearty bloody mary so i'm like well i can't just have it with you know miller light i gotta I have to have it like with a all day ipa as my beer back oh yeah exactly <laughs> a little beer that bites back like miller light's gonna be a little bland after a hearty bloody mary 
I'm like, well, this is going to go over well. Let's see how this works. I'm waiting for Jim. I'm waiting for the hubby to get home so we can eat. So, yeah, the food in my stomach is non-existent. So, you know, let's just have like a Bloody Mary that I mixed along with an all-day IPA. And if something starts happening and I can't talk, you know where I live, send someone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we'll be on our way. That's about it. I'm like, yeah, send someone if it has happened in that way. Uh, Okay, so first of all, first. It's my first time watching it. Okay, first time watching it. Yeah. Now, before, okay, just going to throw this out there. Okay, so before you started watching this movie, um, going into it, did you read the info on it before watching it, or did you watch the movie and then read the info? You know, like who was the cast? I went into it kind of blind. Okay, you went into a blind. Okay. Um, I knew a little bit going into it, not much. Like with little bits that you said to me, like right. um, you know, you filled me on the basics, but not like in depth. But I will have to say. I think the first pause was about 36 minutes, 40 minutes into it. It wasn't much. And okay. I, and I remember saying, the first thing that came out of my mouth is, they did not have to remake this movie. Or they did not have to make this movie in general. Okay. Like, that was my first initial thoughts. Like, this is not needed material. And as I went forward, I still have the same thought. Like, it's a movie that, okay, cool. That's how he met Chewbacca. Okay, that's how he became part of this. Okay. But it wasn't needed. I mean, it's not one that I'm, I'll say I, I'll definitely watch it. But the information that was given, I'll keep saying it, but, yeah, I didn't, I didn't need to see. I didn't need to know. I kind of already assumed or whatever. You didn't need the dot. That's connected. Yeah, like I already knew that he won his ship from the crazy gambling guy. What was Lando. It? Lando. Lando Carissian. Yeah, like I don't like. I already knew that. I don't need to see how he won it. Like, there's just a lot of those things. Like, you knew the basics of Hans. Han. Han. Well, you know. Han Solo. Um, yeah, but you know the. You know his basic info. And that's all you really need to know. You didn't need all the in-depth stuff. But it was bad for Star Wars, but the movie itself was watchable. It's not like one of the, like, I guess me not knowing a lot about Star Wars, maybe that's why it's watchable for me. But maybe somebody like you who... You probably were pissed watching it almost, or were you not? Well, part of my questioning here also is the fact that, you know, going into it, you know, here you are, you go, you're walking into, you know, like, okay, Disney's doing this film, and the director is Ron Howard. Ron not, Howard not is initially. doing, you know, you know, that's what I'm saying, you know, that, you know, it's, you know, initially, you know, everything, you know, things all jump up, but you go and when you look at who the director is, the end result or whatever, is Ron Howard. And it's like, hmm, Ron Howard doing, you know, a Star Wars movie. I I can only picture, you know, you know, Splash, Big, all these other ones is what I'm saying. That's what I'm picturing, you know, and it's just kind of like, I don't know if going in into it, I have preconceived notions of how, whether or not it should be it should have been more funny, but it would try to be funny, but then the laughs were stilted. Or that he should have went the opposite direction. For me, get off the computer. He should have went the opposite. He should have went in the opposite direction. Um, to because it was so obvious that people just assumed it would be funny. He should have been totally the opposite of what people assumed he was going to be. Yeah, well, I mean, this movie had, I mean, pre-production and production problems from the jump. Like, yeah, originally it was going to be Lord and Miller, mm-hmm. uh, who did the Jump Street movies and the Lego movie. And I don't really remember why, but they got fired. 
And then they brought, after like a month or two of production, and then they brought Ron Howard in. I don't know if the Kasdans wrote the original script or if Lauren Miller did, and they just completely did a rewrite and tried to keep as much as they could. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you're right. Ron Howard is not, he's a very safe pick to be a director, but I think he's very out of place in this universe. Yeah, I mean, his, his name is so hugely attached to so many other, I don't know, I don't want to say genre of a movie, that you expect something totally different and you don't get it. Um, So that's where I felt, yes, he was an out-of-cast director. Now, if it was just, if it was not, if they just called it Solo, not a Star, Star Wars movie, and it was just Solo, a movie standing on its own, it'd be, it'd be its own movie. Because you don't have any preconceived notions or anything to compare it to based on, you know, the other Star Wars movies. And I, at that point in time, I could say this is a good movie that Ron Howard made. But all in all, that was like its first check for me. And I was like, I expected it to either be funny or be the opposite of what I expected it to be. And that's why I think the, like the comedy in it was a bit just bit disjointed because... Mm -hmm. Lord and Miller, they are comedic directors. That's, yes. I mean, that's their background. So uh, for some reason, they, Kathleen Kennedy pushed up against what they were trying to do and she canned them. And I think they tried to incorporate some of the comedy that they were going to do into the Ron Howard movie, which just didn't really work. Okay. Um, let me think. What else was what else was going to say about this one? Okay, so guess part of that part of that is I whether or not it's the director that they chose, but let's talk about the cast that oh, they chose. It's well, a huge cast. The guy that plays Han Solo um, didn't they have to bring in a? They did have to bring in a acting coach for him halfway through production. I don't know if they were trying to make him appear more like Han Solo, what the issue was, but... Well, he came from, what was that, Heavenly Creatures? I I think this is the first thing I'd ever seen him on, so I'm not really... No, he was, in, he, he was in like some movie called Heavenly Creatures or something like that, if I remember correctly. It was like one of those teen, teen book adaptations that was okay. supposed to go further than what they were supposed to and never did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he supposedly in, you know, in Star Wars itself, you know, or George Lucas or Lucasfilms, however you want to call it, they've been, you know, they're known for taking unknown actors and either can go one or either way, good or bad, you know, and that's the whole point. Yep. I think they wanted his look about him, the way he, his facial, the he looked the part. He did act yeah, he the did. part. No, he was definitely... I could definitely picture a young Han Solo, but once again, you said they had to, you know, the production had numerous, you know, problems from the get-go based on why they kept on spending more. I mean, it was only into a month and they already spent like $42 million. Yeah. yeah, and they had to get him an acting coach, which I think after all that, you know, you had so many other people that you were, um, Scott Eastwood was up for it. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, Blake Jenner, not that you want to say Blake Jenner, but you know what I'm saying? You know, Ansel Egger, Taron Egerton. I mean, there were so many, many other ones, and I'm just trying to think, did they take the gamble thinking the known name would not distract, which actually then did distract? That's what I'm thinking with that one. So I just, you know, I go over the cast, and then the fact that you cast Amelia Clark right in the height of her, yeah. you know, Games of Thrones, and at the same time, are they also trying to get her audience from HBO to come and see this movie because I, she was such, yeah. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a good point because everybody, she was one of Game of Thrones' favorite characters um, in the, mm -hmm. at least the first six seasons. That point. Yeah. But. I mean, and so, you know, like I said, the, the cast to me, each, everyone that they chose, I mean, I feel like there was a huge cast. It was like almost they said, oh, I know you. It's like everyone, Ron Howard invited all his friends to be in the movie. Woody Harrelson, Thandie Newton, any person that you could think of, let's invite him to be in the movie. Yeah. And They'll do it. The, yeah. You can't bring in I, actors of that caliber and then 
essentially just waste them. Like Tandy yeah. Newton and Paul Bettany. Yeah. Completely underserved in this movie. Which I would have liked to see them develop Paul Bettany more, but he actually was a replacement also. He uh, someone he replaced um let me get the name on that one. He Michael K. Williams. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Ron Howard, once again, tapped out to his friends because he just got done working with him on The Da Vinci Code and Beautiful Mind. Yeah. So, like I said, some of that, you know, I just feel like some of it, you know, had like, well, let's just invite all my friends to make a Star Wars movie since they're letting me make a Star Wars movie and let's make a Star Wars movie. And like they were underdeveloped. Woody Harrelson, was he was he out of place as that character? You know, could they have chose someone better? Could they have not chosen someone better? I just, you know, going through that. So I'm just talking about the cast. I know the cast is a star-studded cast. I See, does it detract? I think, of, I think of all characters though. The one thing I battle is, I think, um, I think Woody Harrelson did actually a decent job for his role. Out of yeah, out of a lot of them. I mean, um, yeah, I they, really they definitely. <laughs> Um, who was the one guy, the guy on, um, Star Trek, um, I thought would be a good Hans. Chris or Pine? So, yeah, Chris Pine. I think he was a little yeah. bit too old at that point. Well, we're talking 2016, 2018. Like, he, I don't know, he. But well, again, looks... you, you watch that movie, you're seeing Captain Kirk and not Han Solo, probably. Yeah, once again, they don't care. That's a yeah, huge conflict. You can't cross, you can't cross those universes, honey. You can't well, mix. You can't. You, you can't can. mix and mingle. You can't mix and mingle the universes. <laughs> I know you can't, but I just kind of looked at that guy. I was like, "Wow, he looks like Chris Pine." Like, you yeah. know, and Chris Pine's a hell of a better actor than he is. Yeah. Now, speaking think, of the cast, I think Donald Glover was the standout in the movie. Yeah, as absolutely. Yes, and I liked him because you know, there. I mean, I don't know if you want to call him. He's not a jar jar, but he, you know, he had a little bit of comedic in there that wasn't stilted. It wasn't forced or anything, you know, something about his capes, you know, that yeah. kind of made me laugh and yeah. stuff like that, you know, little things like that. So that being said, and the you back have this and forth huge... with his droid too. The droid was yep. pretty good as well. You know, you know, once again, were we talking about this a few times ago, that rate, rating of the droids in each movie? Yeah, we mentioned when we did Rogue One. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought, that, yeah. It was the comparison between those two droids. Because I think she definitely, because she definitely is the feminist, you know. Yeah, the revolutionary. The revolutionary, you know, whatever. And I, it's got a great personality, and I think that that they kind of play off of. And the fact that she was, she was more human or real in acting when it comes to intermute mixing back and forth it was really that was a good interaction just like you said so yeah. whoever voice who did voice her it's phoebe waller bridge okay uh she was on that amazon show uh fuck i don't think i know that show i never watched it but well you said fuck fleabag mm. okay Gotcha. That, that's really all I know her from. I think she's going to be in the new Indiana Jones movie, too. Okay, cool, cool, cool there. Um, yeah. And then let me see what else I was going to say there. So we got, we talked about the cast. We got the droid going on. Okay, the basic plot of the movie, you know, we all know the, like, it's all the background of how Han Solo became Han Solo. Yeah. Okay. You know, the beast which is the Wookiee and they feed, tried to feed him to, you know, I think they tried to portray him as like that little scum rat more than what they should have in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need to know like the whole opening scene. I guess you needed to introduce the characters, but the whole idea that he was, like you said, a street rat. Street rat. So yeah. To speak. And, gets away and I mean I, my biggest problem with this movie is it doesn't add anything to the original series no it doesn't answer any questions that anyone had lingering this, this movie just kind of felt like a jerk off for fans just all these callbacks and 
Easter eggs and stuff like that. That seems like that was the entire purpose of the movie. And, you know, sometimes it's fun to have movies like that. But at the same time, when you're going to be spending $275 million, you're going to have such a huge cast and a huge director. You expect a little bit more if it's going to be part of it. You have to add something like Rogue One added something to it. You know, you know, did not that I want to make a comparison, you know, but you're right. Yeah. Um, Think about it. Ron Howard directed Willow. Which was supposed to be this huge fantasy epic, yeah. Yeah, you know what was that? Nineteen eighty-eight. It was around there, yeah. It was definitely after Return. Yeah, but I'm trying to say it also once again. You know, he's already had, to me, his chance at you know what they expected Willow to be like some sort of franchise also because this is supposed to have two sequels. Was it really? Yes, it was. I, I it was that. I kind of yeah. figured. You're talking this was the Han Solo was supposed to have two sequels? Yep. Because I'm supposed to have two sequels. I said that earlier to you because of the whole um, bringing um, Darth, Maul. Darth Maul into it. And I thought that was like an intro ish, like how they had that in the last half hour, like her doing that. It was like how she was, was going to be the enemy at the next one, is what my feelings were. Yeah, and I mean they're on their way to Tatooine to meet Jabba the Hutt. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I could see well, yeah, they're setting something up. They were, but the whole point is, is like the two main characters, Han and Kira, which was Alden and Mila Clark. Mm-hmm. They actually had it signed in their contracts that they were going to have to do two more if they extended it. So, and then, so they they were planning on it. Then when it didn't get the response it was supposed to, they didn't happen. You know that was yeah, the whole point. Yeah. But at the same time, that's a wise decision because I believe, if you think about it, when they did the first original Star Wars, we we're talking Episode Four, Star Wars: yeah. A New Hope. None of those actors were consigned to be in a sequel. So it, this is. Disney making sure that they have the option to bank on or the bankability in the near future. They're going for they're going for the big bucks. Yeah, I, yeah. and I yeah. think that's pretty common practice now. Like if yeah. you have a potential franchise, you lock up the actors for. I mean, Christ, like two what or three. Marvel did. Yeah, they locked up some of them to seven, eight movies. Robert Downey Jr., Samuel yeah. Jackson, Sebastian Stan. They were all like seven, eight. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, that's, you know, that's a wise part on them. And at the same time, you know, they're trying, you know, praise Disney for, you know, throwing the money at a movie to start a franchise in its own, like, if you want to call it like a mini spinoff or franchise, they're willing to spend the money to at least try to do it where you can tell if you look at it visually for this movie, they, they really didn't cut any corners anywhere. No, they did. No, absolutely not. There's no corner corners cut the cgi is on point everything looks good you know you know there's a couple parts where i was like i got a little dizzy watching the train carrying the quilliam whatever you know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah coax and coax and i got when they were doing that train i was getting a little dizzy watching that you know especially watching the cloud raiders is that what they're called i believe so yeah cloud raiders go after that was that's beautiful cgi yeah, it's it's gorgeous i once again like you said you would have wished paul Bettany's character um boss what is it his name again? boss something something or other i would have like dawn yeah he was like the chief lieutenant or something for the crimson dawn which has its affiliation with what the first order and the so, yeah. and the empire, which is they do the dirty work for the empire on the like it almost felt like the Crimson Dawn is a crime syndicate, but more like at the same time I felt like they were like the elitist SS officer. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. they were the dirty. They did the stuff no one wanted to admit, even more than the empire, which is cool. But I would have loved to seen that expanded more how she got off that planet to yeah. get with them and they kept referencing you don't know what i've done or what she's done and yeah could have referenced something 
And that's the whole thing, and they, they kept they, them re- referencing it. Yeah, they made her look like a badass at the end. So, just toss in oh. a little something about why she's so dangerous. And yeah, that's they the whole point. That really quiet. Like everybody's like, "Oh, you don't know her. You don't know her." And I wish they would have threw a little teaser. Like, what does she do? Why is she so bad? Or have, why does she have such a reputation? I guess is the big thing. What what training did she have to go through the Crimson Dawn? Because evidently, it, their training was almost torture. Remember how they were like saying how she had to be trained and she could learn how to kill and all. It be literally. I wanted that. I would like to see the breakaway. Yeah, like they I, I they would, left I, you with questions. I would have been yeah. more interested in her character than Han Solo, to be honest. Same here, because like, I felt like hmm. Yeah. Have Solo be a tertiary character in the movie and have the focus be on her. That would have been better. Yeah, because I would like to see them expand on that first order. Because we, you know, if you think about it, if you honestly think about it, we see the point of view, the POV, from always the good. You know what I'm saying? It would have been interesting to see it. Well, technically, I mean, Rogue One was kind of like the bad because she was like whatever but at the same time she turned out to be good but it'd be it'd be interesting to see her go through the bad trading it'd be interesting how darth maul became that's what i'm saying there and that's where my interest was peaked when they kept on making the reference back because they kept on circling back yeah to her going back to paul bettany the crimson dawn you know they like how is she to be trusted or how does she know how to do all this stuff yeah yeah you know, and at least we know how they did the castle run. And that was another thing, you know, I was kind of like, okay, the, you, why is it so, you know, great to do the castle run in 12 parsecs or whatever? Right. You know, the, you know, you got like the, you want to call it a space worm or what do you want to call it? I, uh, there was a big old tentacle monster and a gravity well. <laughs> yeah, that guy, I'm, I'm monitoring. I'm going with space worm. <laughs> space worm. But you know, it was kind of interesting to see that. You know, but at the same time, did we think that was drawn out a little too much? Uh, or was that too much like Jaja Banks? Like, no. Like, no. No. To me, like I don't know. I, that was not necessary. That was. Uh, I mean, the whole. Unless that's a thing with Star Wars, I don't know about. They had to show him do the Kessel Run. Was what they had to see. Okay, the so castle I don't know run. anything about that. So that was referenced when Luke first met Han. He's talking about his ship, and it made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. 12 parsecs, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So the whole point is, is once again, they go to the planet to steal the Quaxium to do all this stuff to get the money. To I mean, I mean, the, the plot of this whole movie revolving around what powers they the empire ships yeah if you want if so to speak that is a good subplot absolutely you know the, that i think is the core of how everything it did start in the, that's they were trying to steal to do to this to get to that to do this and then they had to make up the money to do this i mean i like the subplot of that because it, they could build off of it and it answered to me once again it's like Okay, that's, but at the same time, remember, this is what powers the ships, but isn't it the crystals from the Jedi Temple that we just saw in Rogue One that powers the ships? I think it was the crystals that powered the Death Star. The Death Star. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a, there's, it's going back and forth a little bit here and there, you know, it's just everything. Um. I mean, this what was else? sold as a heist movie, and there were two relatively decent heists. I mean, the yeah, one they on were. the train and then the one on the planet. Yeah. They were yep. good looking. And yeah. the one thing is they bring the dice. Well, yeah, that's the whole jerking off of fans. They're yeah. throwing all that shit in for Easter eggs. fan service. Yeah. Yeah. Easter eggs, Easter eggs, Easter eggs. You know, that's the whole point. You know, and then him winning the ship finally, showing up on, where was it, when he finally, at the end of the movie, and he shows up and he, he enters the game with Lando. That's when he finally does win the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And maybe it's just me. Okay, so here's my thing. Here's my other problem with this movie. 
not that you know i mean it's i can watch the movie as a as a standalone movie as long right. as i don't know anything else about any other star wars thing going on right so i'm sitting there and i'm going okay so he supposedly loves this girl so so much okay yeah. you know what i'm saying the, the you know and then she let let she lets him live she he lets whatever how are you going to put that down how who lets who live i don't know right why do we never see any reference for him looking for her ever again? Yeah. Um, That's a good point. And, again, if they were to go to with their sequels, I'm sure in one of them she would have died, so it explains why she wasn't referenced in the originals. That I didn't think about that. And then also, I mean, and if he loved her so much, how does he fall so in love with Leia? Yeah, I mean, you know, supposedly Kira was his soulmate, but then he loves whatever, you know, you know, I can't picture Han Solo with anyone else. Maybe that's my hurdle. I'm sure that was a hurdle for a lot of people. too. Well, and you said it right there is their plan was to kill her. And after a death, I mean. You you have to find. I mean, you don't have to, but you know. But he found his next true love. Yeah. So you know, maybe in the sequels they were planning on her being so bad that she dies. You know, maybe there was going to be an epic battle between them. Some kind of redemption later. arc. Yeah, something like that. You know, there were. You know exactly what I'm talking about there. Yeah. So. But that was my, and once again, it's my hurdle. You know, the fact that I've seen every single Star Wars since they came out, and I'm probably like, yeah, I just can't do see him with anyone else. But you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, let me think. Again, there needed to be, and I'm sure they would have had they gone through the sequels. But Darth Maul's alive. Oh yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, someone told me that he was in the cartoons. But yeah. I never yeah, watched that's him, true. so I had no reference to... So I was, that was a pretty good shock when I watched it the first time and he was actually alive. But I was like, oh, what the fuck? Got cut in half and fell down a cavern. Yeah, and then, you know, to see when this was, you know, how soon before this movie was the other movie, and it's just like... You know, with, or how does the timey-wimey line yeah, mix in with this? Yeah, thing I don't know either. How soon before episode four did this take place? Or how soon after episode one did it take place? Yeah, like once again, I'm sound like Doctor Who timey-wimey <laughs> line going on. It's a timey-wimey thing going. But, you know, and once again, you know, I just think, you know, I'm watching this movie. It's got, you know, and... You know, when they reveal the, what is it, the cloud, cloud raiders, right? Yeah. Once again. On the train. Yeah. And then at the end, they show up at the planet um, and basically go to steal it back again after they're converting the Quaxium to well, to make sure it's not. The thing is, is at first I was really angry at them and then it, at the end, I was like, wow, these are actually people that are good. Like, yeah, that was kind of, because, I mean, that's like, kind of the genesis of the rebellion. Yeah, that's like, the genesis. And which, you know, once again, there's another little, you know, Easter egg, or however you want to call it, seed put into your head, where you're going with that. And, and I keep on trying to, like, maybe I was trying to always connect the dots to, did I ever think it was women trying to, you know what I'm saying? It's just... How did the I never never really thought how did the rebellion start? When did the rebellion start? And this is this is where they're putting the seed to the rebellion, which actually they were stealing from thieves themselves for a good cause. Right. So it was like that robbing Robin. It was Robin Hood. Yeah. Except they were sorry, super big chug of beer. Aggressive about it. Yeah, big big chug of beer. <laughs> that was so good. You know, and then the whole thing at the end, you know, you're looking at, and that visual with, um, Dharma Vaughn's sky yacht, you want to call it a sky yacht? Yeah, I think that's the best That is visually, you know, that's visually cool. Yeah. Like, literally, I love the way that look, you know, and the way how Harrelson double tricks the, the ultimate con man back, you know, it, 
Yeah, those were a good couple double, triple, quadruple crosses. And once again, you're looking, you're trying to meet, like you said, it was hyped, hyped as a heist film, a buddy heist film, which, you know, it's development back and forth, how they play against each other about who double crossed who and who really is the good guy. Yeah. That is another subplot that I think maybe got overlooked because they kept on trying to answer this is how the castle run happened and this is where Landau came from and this is where this came from. All They were trying to put this movie full of those Easter eggs. Yeah, I, th I think you're right that that was, this movie felt it needed to be beholden to the others instead of just being its own movie. Yep, absolutely. Where Rogue One didn't feel that way. It no. was beholden to the other movies, but you never felt like it was trying to check off all the boxes to make sure it it ticked questions that really didn't really, like you said, better better you said, didn't really need to be answered. Yeah. Yeah, like this is, you just really need to know the basics about Han Solo. He was a street rat, he's a scoundrel, and he has a mysterious past. And that's what made him he, mysterious. Yes. He met Wookiee. Chewbacca. 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 I did like Chewbacca in this movie, yeah. too. He was good. Um, and I didn't even know how they met. I just knew that they met. Um, I, I already knew that they won the, the ship during a gamble Card thing. Game. So it, it's like... This movie did not need to be made. And that's why I think nobody wanted to watch it. It's like, that's why it did so bad. It's like, well, there was that. Uh, the changing of the director and writers mid production is basically the kiss of death for any movie. Absolutely. Like that, I think that's what hurt it the most. Yeah. And, and yeah. at the same time, like you said, bringing in an acting coach. No, don't believe, you know. People were talking about it as soon as it happened. So they're like, but the, so you have the people that were like, oh, well, we said we, we've already went this far. We got to keep on going. Yeah. I mean, at that point, don't you just scrap it? Like, once you fired. They had already invested too much money. Yeah. They had to. So didn't the New Mutant go the same route? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, did. the New Mutants. Yeah. And it got crushed at the box office. Yeah. But I actually thought that was a pretty good film. I thought it was a good film, too. But oh, I mean, I say, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that's the thing is, is like you just said, like, do you continue pushing more money into these films? Like, I know you're already that far deep in making it, but you know it's not going to do that well. I mean, do you take the loss at the beginning and just not go through the hatred? I mean, just don't don't dump any more money in it. Just let it go. But at the same time, do you think? Oh, here's another thing. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and make a thing. You know, at that point in time, do you say do you just fish and cut bait and cut your losses and don't put any more money into it? Saying it's already going to be bad. Well, not not that it's already going to be bad. We've already put enough money into it that we need to. Let's just get it done and get it out there. Let's not try to keep on throwing good money after bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and uh. I'm yeah. trying to think of a movie that had done that, that went two months into a production and then just cut its losses and let it go. I can't think of one offhand. And usually there's con. I can't, like you said, I think at that point in time, do you just say, okay, we just need to stop this right now and yeah. see what's going to go on. And Let's then maybe we'll... everybody and just get them the fuck out of here. Mm. You know, when do you say enough money is enough? But at the same time, you know, think about that. Did they, did they, did they, because the release date was Memorial Day weekend, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. That being said, I typically think a star, not, well, original Star Wars is were left out for summer blockbusters or whatever, but I feel like, you know, they did Rogue One in December. They did. All of the new ones have been Christmas releases. Christmas releases all of a sudden they threw this one in May is it because it had so much I think it was supposed pre to and post out, production yeah I think it was supposed to come out around Christmas the year before and had to get pushed back huh. because of all the nonsense yeah all the issues behind the scenes and that's what I'm saying you know would it have been 
Would have it made more money if it was released where it was typically all Star Wars movies were released? Like May or December? It definitely wouldn't have heard it. it December. What? Well, isn't May the 4th? Well, yeah, the originals were. Yeah. But every well, movie released by Disney had been around Christmas. Okay. When did this one get released? I think it was Memorial Day weekend. Oh, was it, man? It was Memorial Day weekend, yeah. Which I think typically, you know, you have to look at weather, all that other stuff, you know. Things like that take into effect, you know. I think Memorial Day weekend, uh, that being said, I think what was the one Spider-Man movie that came out Memorial Day weekend? It, like, broke box office records. So you can't say that doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, but I'm just saying, I think people after long winters don't tend to like lock themselves up in you know yeah movie theaters that they don't have to and a lot of uh, the box office money from all these star wars movies is multiple viewings mm -hmm. people going back to the theater again and again and again and again i don't think i'd be shocked if a large number of people saw this multiple times in theaters it didn't, yeah i don't it didn't yeah, have that absolutely star wars feel to it no, it didn't, have, no. it didn't have the Star Wars beginning, like you said, the scroll. There wasn't a scroll, but there was text. Yeah, but so, still, it's not Star Wars. Rogue One didn't have a scroll. That's true. No, Rogue One didn't have a scroll, but, you know, for some reason that fit. Yeah, because it, it was outside. Outs, I can understand why they did text, because it's not directly tied to the okay. Skywalker saga. But yeah. It makes sense not to do the scroll, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the movie itself. Okay. So let's talk. Okay. What's having a moment? The character, the little funny guy that's the really good pilot. He's got like four arms or whatever. Yeah. The four arms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I truly, you know, once again, you have, they seem to always have like one of those characters, you know, yeah. I thought, you know, he was cute. He was, he did have some comic relief, you know, and that was a welcome fact because at one point in time, I felt it was getting too serious where, you know, I expect like, I expected it to be more lighthearted because of being Ron Howard and my, you know, was I looking for the more lightheartedness and then got disappointed that's my point but i liked him as a character i can not even think of his name it, was it rio durant yeah rio durant there we go he was voiced by john favreau yeah there we go yeah which once again he's hilarious yeah he is i but i didn't place the voice when i was watching it i had yeah, to look it up i like that oh yeah he's awesome and there's i mean once again it's like Ron Howard called up everyone and said, okay, let's, who are my friends? We're going to make a movie today. Here we go. It's going to be a Star Wars <laughs> knockoff. Like, not knockoff, but. Okay. Let's talk about the music. You know? Yeah. It. Rogue One. I like the music of Rogue One better because it. It wasn't the Star Wars theme, but it was close enough that you could recognize it. Yep. I didn't really get that in solo at all. Well, John Powell is the main one who did it with some collaboration of John Williams. Okay. So I feel like they were trying to set a different tone or like once again set up, you know, you know the you know the music of Star Wars. You know the music of Halloween. You know the music of Friday the 13th. I feel like they were almost trying to give this one a different tone. So when they did expand out, like I said, I think they were expand, expanding, expecting to expand this universe that right. way, that you would have been able to recognize it based on its own uniqueness. And that's why they only had John Williams doing the collaboration with John Powell. Yeah. And see that that was the difference for me anyway with Rogue One and Solo was I could hear Star Wars in the Rogue One soundtrack. I couldn't hear it in this one. No. Which no. you don't, you, I mean, you don't want a carbon copy of the same fucking score, but there needs to be remnants of it. Absolutely. There does. You know, and I was watching, I was watching it again here and I actually had watched it and then I had to go do a couple things and I had to stop, stop it. But I was watching in the middle of the day and I felt like some of, some of the movie was 
And like I said, it's a visually beautiful movie, but some of it, the lighting needed to be a little bit lighter. Especially at the beginning, yeah. At the beginning, yep. Yeah, when, I agree with you. Know, and the whole point is, is when you see, you know, they meet Lando in that one bar. He loses, you know, Mila Clark, Kira steps in, and they're going and they're breaking into the impound lot. Yeah. And, you know, you're walking around and you see... Han Solo, look at the Millennium Falcon the first time. That, that was scene cool, right there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That, that scene was cool. That is, like I said, like, oh, there are some cool parts like that. Like, you see the Millennium Falcon um, mm-hmm. for the first time. Like, And she's new. She's brand <laughs> new. She's just got some work done to her. And so... There are like it's visually a great movie. Like I said to you, like it's a bad Star Wars movie, but it's a good movie if you just take away from Star Wars. Like it's it's got some good stuff, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get with this, but I'm just trying to say like it's a bad Star Wars movie, but if I wasn't part of Star Wars and it was a movie by itself about some guy named Han Solo, I, w- I would say it's not a bad movie. Yep. You know, the whole point is, is you're looking at that, you know, if you think about your, what, just exactly what you're saying, you know, you know, under 300 million domestically, a little over 300 and some million in a, globally, add those two together, it must have come under just under 700 million, you know? And the funny thing, yeah, the yeah, worldwide total was 393. Three world, oh, I thought it was 393 for world worldwide and then add it to the domestic. Oh, no, domestic. The way I do it is I read the domestic total and then the cumulative worldwide. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm thinking to myself, sorry about that. No, so no. once again, if you think about it, 393, 393 million is decent money in the world. If you think about it, oh, that's a good. But when you spend almost three, you spend two hundred seventy-five million. And that doesn't account for a lot of it. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but the general rule of thumb for a movie is you double the budget for the advertising fee. Yep. So that would put that at five twenty-five, and it made three ninety-two. So it lost. So it lost shit ton of money. Yeah, it lost. About a hundred and thirty-three thousand or thirty-two thousand dollars. Million. Million. Oh, that's 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 a good chunk of change. Most of us don't awesome. make that in a lifetime. Yeah, sometimes. And also, if you think about it, you look at you look at the way you look at Han Solo, and I picture him in his little black vest and his little white shirt, and then yeah, granted, you know, the Han Solo in this movie kind of was wearing some clothes a little bit like that but i just was the costume makes the man sometimes you know i'm like you familiarity makes it nice yeah and a couple things that i did like uh warwick davis was in it he was one of the marauders or whatever yep and i like how they it was kind of cheesy but i still liked it when they start the kessel run instead of saying i have a bad feeling about this uh-huh. It says, I have a good feeling about this. That was good. Like that was kind of cute. Cheesy, I but li- I liked it. I did like the revolution of the the robots. Yeah, that was cool, too. That was kind of funny. Oh. Was <laughs> yeah. That, that, we're talking like when they were at the... When they're in the... Mining colony. The... Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. You know, that, you know, like I said, there's all these little subplots that made the movie stand out to me but at the same time the main plot itself which was this is who Han Solo is was almost like they were shoving it down your throat yeah like I like I said before I would have rather have seen a Kira movie where Han Solo just kind of pops in yeah I'm like oh he did have a life outside before you know that's what I'm saying yeah yeah for sure yeah that's that would have been a better movie just because we're introducing a character we don't know, him popping in and out of it, her dying off, and that's how Han was at. 
Like we already know the basics about everything. I think it would have made more money if you would have done something like that. And that is my biggest problem. Is it this movie doesn't really add anything to the character of Han Solo? No, at all. Doesn't expand on him. Doesn't give him any more dimensions. It just says. I'm a street rat. He's a street rat. He's a scumbag. He's a con artist. And we already knew all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's. Oops. I had to pull that back up again. Stupid computer. Sorry. That'd be a kitten on the computer. <laughs> oh, that happened. Not you know, that'd be, a, that'd be a kitten on the computer. There's nothing I can do about that one. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, kind of where they are. Um. Let me see. I'm trying to think. Uh, so there's one other thing I wanted to say about something, and now I'm forgetting it. You know, this is what happens when you're drinking. Yes, it, it does. really does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had it like I had it like bookmarked on my computer screen. Hello, but <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. So. They just announced the Boba Fett, um, the book of Boba Fett. The trailer just dropped, yeah. Yeah, that. Now, the fact that, this is my question. Do you think, I mean, we just, you know, raked this over the coals. Do you think this would have been better as a series on Disney? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Instead of trying to cram it in. Yep, they could have done so much more. Oh, you could have done so many seasons. That's what I'm saying, you know, because, you know, we had The Mandalorian, you know, and I guess that's, I want to say that's... That's awesome. I love The Mandalorian. It's not the, I don't want to say it's the first big Disney Prime series or whatever, but it literally reawaken whatever i mean to do something in a series like this i just think this would have been so much better as a series because you could have had more the kira more the chewbacca more you you could have like gone to darth maul you could have you could expanded all those subplots that's where i was going with this earlier i'm so glad i reminded myself on this one thank god for alcohol But, but that being said, at the point the movie was released, Disney Plus wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But at the same time, you got to think about it. 2016, please don't. They were thinking about Disney Plus back then. Oh, for sure. Oh, but I don't think. Netflix going on. Every place yeah. had that thought going on. You know, the streaming services are huge now. I mean, they basically. I don't want to say they rule the world, but they run the world. <laughs> they certainly kind of do. Oh, they do for sure. Yeah, I just think they they couldn't instead of you know they were talking about you know the two sequels. Well, now's the perfect time to do a series, maybe even a short mini series one, not like not, or limited edition series of only six episodes or something. That would be interesting to see. That would be, but I would prefer. More Kira. stories, Kira for sure. I would love to yep. see a show about that. But after Rise of Skywalker, I think you need to let those characters go. That universe is so expansive. Yeah, you don't have to rely on those three or four characters anymore. The Han Solo, all that. You need to do someone else. Yeah. Like I, I'd like to see a series, like if they want to do a Disney Plus show on Kira, mm-hmm. after she leaves Han Solo, and Han Solo never even shows up in it. Yeah. Again. I'd be, I'd be, yeah. I'd be fine yeah. with that. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. I think it would be too. So. Because. I definitely. Like. Yeah. Like we keep saying, she has a very interesting background that they brought up in this movie a ton of times. And never and paid off. Not even a story. Like you could have teased it a little bit and told a story, but you just kept talking about it. Kept talking. I don't know flashback or something yeah something they could have came up with something for sure yeah i don't know i mean i i mean like once again i like this one i i will definitely give this one a good i think it's at least a decent 5.56 for me because it's yeah the reviews actually weren't that bad for it you know which is a six yeah the six nine on imdb yeah it's not bad at all but i was gonna go with this score 
being a virgin into this. Um, I was going to give it a 6-2. Just because of the fact I am going to rewatch it. Um, it doesn't need to be... It did not need to happen. We already knew that. We already talked about that a thousand times in this. But it was still a decent movie. I don't regret watching it. And to anybody that is a Star Wars fan that hasn't seen it, or even a Star Wars, you know, not a fan, but just somebody that enjoys watching Somebody who isn't a Star Wars fan would probably enjoy this better than a Star Wars fan. Well, maybe that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what we're saying, yeah. Like, I enjoyed it. It was a great movie. But I I like to sit at a six point two. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm at a five and a half, five point seven. But the better question I think is where does this rank in the pantheon of Star Wars movies? The bottom. Like no. the very bottom? No. Well, no. there's um the one and two. Episode two is two, far and away yeah. the worst. Two is number two is at the bottom. I two all have... yeah. I would say Solo and Episode One are right there, but I give the I like Episode One more because there are more iconic moments in it. Yep. Yeah, I can agree with that. So this is this would be number two, the second worst movie yeah, in the Star I'd Wars franchise. That. That, that's how I see it. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you got Clone, Solo. And, and then you have Menace. Yeah. yeah, Phantom Menace, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely on that one. I mean, we know the top, we got it, we don't, it gets a little wobbly right there, you know, you know, the middle starts to bunch in together. Yeah, where you can go one way or the other, but. Yeah. But like I said, it would have been awesome to see this as a series, and especially with Kira standpoint from her point of view. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, I've watched it. This is probably like the third or the fourth time I've seen it. And it's not terrible. I mean, like I can watch it. I mean, it has its moments too, but it's just like, it's not my one of my go-to movies. If it's on the TV, I don't like, you know, if there's not, you know, you know, when you're channel surfing, you're like, oh, click, like Desolation of Smog is on or Five Hours. It's like, oh, I'll just leave it on. And you right. walk away. You're doing something. Have it on I in guess, the background. Yeah, that, this is not one of them that I just leave on the bathroom. I'll like sit down and try to find something else if there's nothing else on. I'm like, eh, you know, yeah. that's where I'm at on that one. Fine. I watch it if I have to again, you know. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. all have those movies. So, um, what are we thinking for next time? So, this is since you're going on vacation next week, we have two different options. I leave for vacation on the 15th. So you have me next week. You have me next week. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much time you'll have to watch movies. So I'm not sure if we should just finish Star Wars. Okay. Or if we go to like an Amazon favorite. Amazon Prime original movie. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's whatever you think. If you can get enough time to watch the movies. If not, we can go one movie. Um, we just kind of want to leave it to you. So. I could actually, I will discuss because I feel like if I do an Amazon Prime, I have to like get with the husband on this one too. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, I have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. Okay. So I think I want to lean towards doing a Prime movie, but you are absolutely right. I think we might have to do. I just want because what I was thinking too is if we did a Star Wars finish off the saga then uh-huh. we can do the amazon prime next time while you have all that time on vacation if you're just watching movies while chilling. you know what that you know what that does make sense let's do it that way let's okay. do it that way because i'm liking that's that what my head was that. i was like you know you got like two weeks and you're just kind of chilling on a plane you're kind of just doing your own thing well this is a this was i mean i know we kind of roasted this one pretty bad you know but at the same time it had to be talked about we had to talk about it yeah yeah and now we're gonna finish it off next week. I think that's okay. the plan because that gives you time to watch. Because yeah, I don't. We're gonna have to watch a few Amazon. I'm gonna have to watch like probably sure. six. I think is what I counted seven possibly. 
But I have Sunday, Monday off, and I know I can probably crank through all of them those two days because I'm going to yeah. have to, like, start doctoring myself up here and, you know, getting myself feeling better. So, Well, I'm going to have to, like, write a list down on the ones I'm going to have to do. And like you said, I can do the download on it before I go on the plane so we can watch at least two or three on the plane going down. Yeah, yeah like, there's that one that I was talking about. That sticks in my mind a lot. Black Swan one? It looks like Black Swan. It's like a drama ballet. Um, but yeah, that one. There's, was, a, there's a decent I took amount. a quick look, and there's a lot more than I realized there were. So Yeah. There so, are a lot. There are a lot. That's I mean, it's like, not like Netflix level, but there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to doing this next week. So I'll get with you when I can do it next week. What day is the best? Okay. Yep. Just keep me posted. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Still loving this shit? Still loving it. Awesome. Right, we'll, we'll talk, talk to you later. later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully, you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully, you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.